all of the water from inside the outside of the dome where the water comes from. That's where the water lives. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely as what we've got in store for you today. Well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. All right. Hello, and thank you for joining us for our conference of the week. Now, tonight you're going to be hearing from four professionals discussing our topic, which happens to be sustainable architecture. Now, we had to search far and wide for some uh, amazing talents to go ahead and uh, talk about this and discuss it and tell everybody what sustainable architecture is, so you're in for a treat. Now, with me, as always, we have Dylan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, Chris P. Bacon. There we go. And uh, let's see, special guest speaker. We have Mr. Jay Hunter of Comedy. Jay, how are you, sir? I lost my lips. Oh, good. Jeez. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll help you look for yeah. through this architecture conversation. <laughs> now, for those who are joining us for the first time, each speaker will be given roughly 10 minutes to present our topic of the week. And like I said, it's sustainable architecture. Just so you know, I don't think any of us know what that means. Now, after each presentation, there'll be a, a short question and answer from our panel. And of course, we invite any member of the audience to ask as many questions as humanly possible. Uh, after the fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on which speaker will be given award of the $50,000 scholarship to Some Nobody's University. Uh, special thanks to Some Nobody's Patreon members and uh, our, nostalgia, our Nostalgia Prize of the Week. Uh, oh, here we go. I've got it right here. Hold on a second. Let me just open this up. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so this is a very, uh, a very large Phoebe oh. Herman. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> oh, I want that so bad. That looks like Jungle <laughs> Scrimp. You said like a large peewee. <laughs> large peewee. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, like, why do you park in a driveway? Uh, anyway. All right. So, uh, fifty thousand dollars scholarship and the very large. P.B. Herman that came in a very small box. Uh, now, before we get on with our presentations, there's actually a message from last week's winner. So if we can just we can get our producers here to give me a second to play. The, here we go. I just want you to know that when I'm doing games or playing around or any kind of idle pursuits, I like to smear someone's ass across the sidewalk. I don't want to just beat them. And it makes my life so much better. I'm telling you, my life is better because of your loss and your disgrace and your defeat. So, in case you, uh, you know, in case you uh, think you're some kind of big deal, you're not. And um, <laughs> I can't do this with a straight face. Don't lose all the time. You won't lose all the time. You can't. It's impossible. The odds are against that. Um, smile. Because you can smile anytime you want. You can't win all the time, but you can smile all the time. Hmm. 
Man, he must Bill have been talking to you, Zach. That's so no. very that's very uplifting. <laughs> Seriously, Billy West was all about it. Uh, he he was uh, well, there was a lot in the beginning, and it was pretty miserable. So I, I cut most mm. of that out. Uh, but yeah, no, I was definitely to Michael Colby for losing terribly mm. against Billy West. So go ahead and check out that episode. You can see that and many many others on our YouTube channel. Now, without any further ado, I'm going to deliver our first presentation. So if we can have my producers <laughs> set up my slides that I did myself now. When it comes to sustainable agriculture, the thing you have to remember is the sustainability of it, right? Uh, now, one of the ways that I'm going to tell you guys about this and really instruct people on how this goes is by aggregating structural sustainability methods and narratives. I like to make it quick. Ask man. They say, hey, Bozak, Bozak, what do you know about sustainable agriculture? And I'm like... Let me tell you, there's a chair over there. Turn around, ass man. I'm going to give it to you straight and narrow. Next slide, please. Let's go over all of this. Now, number one, you got to determine your methodology scores. <laughs> determine the scores of methodology. How do you do that? Easy. By sustainable housing and analysis trial, also known as SHAT. It's an easy way to get a SHAT score high. You start with observed data collected from everyday use in sample homes. You can also utilize real-life information from crowdsourced samples. My least favorite, though, is non-optical processes sacrifice quantity for fidelity. Once again, the SHAT scores, although really it's, it's a messy business, uh, it, it takes a while to learn what, you know, what it does to get the SHAT score up there. You can also go for a formulaic <laughs> accumulation and retention theory. Now, some you know, underage scholars are going to tell you uh, this is a fart theory. Not true. Uh, it's supposed to be frat. We did it wrong. It's no big deal, but no one likes frats anyway. But how you do that? Easy. You apply low and high-end energy capture formulas to theoretical floor plans. You can also generate large quantity of data by multiple potential uses. <sighs> Look, I can go on and on and on about chat scores and fart theories. And really, um, it, it's enough to blow up a couple of balloons here. Uh, but next slide, please. Let's get on with this. I'm not going to take up everybody's time. Number two, you can obtain a sample size using a pretty easy <laughs> SIMP scale. Now, obviously, SIMP, it's not what you think. I'm not talking about Michael Colby this time. Now, SIMP here is a strategic implementation, uh, implement, implementation of metric patterns or universal patterns, depending on where you are in the world. I prefer metric. It makes me seem smarter. Now, the thing you got to remember is that suburbs are notoriously high on the SIMP scale and thus make poor sampling locations. Uh, yeah, when it comes down to it, uh, the, the SIMP scale is pretty high in suburbs. In the inner cities, pretty low SIMP score for some reason. Once you get on the outer rims, when you get a little more white privilege, the SIMP scale kind of shoots up a little bit higher, especially when there's underground basements or exactly where Michael Colby lives. Next slide, please. Now, number three. Literally, my personal favorite. Conduct substantial housing analysis trials or the C-SHAT. Yeah, okay, that's not a joke there. I really thought that was going for something. Uh, let's see. Now, if you want a C-SHAT, it's pretty easy. you got a little dongle over here, and you can just put this right into the optimal port, which obviously gives you the proper sustainable housing analysis trial. But the thing is, you got to conduct these things. you really got to find the problems and the solutions. Make those things work. Next slide, please. All right, number four, apply formulaic accumulation and retention theory. Now, although this looks pretty complicated, I can tell you it's not. Now, if we can just have our uh, producers zoom in for me real fast. If that's, can we just have a quick enhance? 
No, we don't. No. No, we don't have that. We didn't pay for that. Okay. We actually didn't pay for enhancements. Uh, yeah, I, I tried uh, tr uh, putting a landscape. Didn't really work. But pretty much what this is, is this starts right in the middle here. And this is the housing development. And this is where you say, hey, maybe I want to have some kind of sustainable agriculture, right? Architecture. Then you go out and you ask your friends who know a little bit less than you do, but they're going to tell you, hey, go talk to Bill over there. And you walk over to Bill's house. And you go, hey, what do you know about sustainable architecture? And he's like, well, what's your shat score? And I'm like, oh, buddy. I don't know you that well. This isn't like Michael Colby and his neighbor, Glenn, who doesn't mow his lawn very well. I got to figure out what this simp problem is. He punched me right in the face. I had to go back to my basement and do a little math on myself. And I'll show you that math on the next slide. Mm -hmm. Now, once we compare the chat and the fart scores, we're going to get a couple things over here, right? The chat score versus fart scores. Uh, now, I, I did this, obviously, uh, to, to get higher than a nine chat. Uh, you you got to be pretty goddamn good. So I I, I really had the, the top at the nine here because an eight chat, you're right. You, you're covering at least three of the four walls here. Now, on the bottom, I did a fart score because really... Uh, three is kind of ridiculous. Now, when we get in that optimal zone, which is right around the four or five shat mixed with the one 1.5 fart score, things become pretty sustainable. It's almost like the circle of life, like you're breathing in your own farts, I think. Uh, but we'll go over that on the next slide, please. Now, number six, determine sustainability narrative. I literally cannot stress this enough, people. Determine sustainability narrative. Now, people are going to say, hey, is the E, is that going to be true or false? And I'll say, wait a minute, are we going to get down to a possibly cursive P? Because if so, some are true, some are false. And they're going to look like kind of lopsided, saggy man boobs for a second. But the one with the nipple on it, that's what we got to be looking at. Because if you get sharp on your saggy man boobs, the nipple is really the only thing that's going to tell you whether you're true or false. So next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, and like I was preaching earlier, Chat scores, they, they might look good on paper and they might get you in the qualified housing, but you really got to figure out who the simps are, where they're farting and what they're trying to get done with these suburban a-holes, right? Because what's going to happen is you got these, these larger houses. They're a little bit bigger than they should be. They're not very sustainable. Uh, because once you start making, you know, planned obsolescence, which is what these housing companies are doing, you got to take matters in your own hands. So if you have all these planned obsolescent houses, you really got to fart that thing down. Show people who's boss. Get that chart score way up there. And I think that's going to wrap it up on today's thing on sustainable architecture. And I really appreciate your time. Literally, I have 10 of these uh, set up, but I want to make sure that this was what people need to remember, which is the ass man. Um, so quick and simple when they come to you, you just say, sit down, ass man. Uh, hey, thank you very much. I'll take any and all questions. Pretty please. Uh, let's see. Dylan, Dylan. Uh, yes, it is. Um, oh, <laughs> thank you for the presentation. Um, very illuminating on the ass man. Um, and you talk about like farting and chatting. Um, I was wondering if you could speak slightly on the individual, um, the personal implementation of sustainability strategies or your piss score. Yeah. Uh, now, I like to keep a, a fair low piss score, and that's for a pretty specific reason. I don't need people looking into my business and then thinking this guy's got more piss, less vinegar, anything. Uh, so I try to keep my piss score pretty low because, honestly, in today's market, people are looking at the chat scores. 
but okay. but fairly fairly good question. Thank you very much. Uh, crispy bacon. Yeah, uh, I would like to start out by saying I hate this show and I mm -hmm. hate you guys. And I'm sorry that Jay uh, is lumped in with you guys. But uh, uh, today um, I'm not a big fan of yours either. Uh, but I was just wondering, um, you let us know nothing about what sustainable architecture is. Uh, you did promise us that you were going to. Yeah. Let us know uh, exactly what that is. But all you did was uh, futz around with some clumsy, uh, with some clumsy, uh, uh, vaguely mm -hmm. uh, dirty references. Uh, sure. And you you taught us nothing. Right. Um, I was just wondering if you could tell me in plain words what uh, sustainable architecture is. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to, to preface my answer uh, with a statement. And that is, I thought I was on a panel full of professionals where we all knew what the topic was. Uh, so if I need to backpedal into preschool uh, sustainable architecture, I will. And I would love to. Sustainable architecture, my friend, is the, <laughs> is the idea that you can live sustainably inside of shapes. If I had to boil it down to, oh, I thought <laughs> I was like, okay, that wasn't that, that wasn't that good. But yeah, it, it's the idea that you don't need more space than is available. Uh, no matter how many times you throw away your house, uh, it's always going to be there because you're recycling it, not just disposing of it. Plain and simple, really. Plain and simple. Okay. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> okay. Um. Oh it, no! It, it was it was interesting. We we did bring up the the piss score, mm -hmm. and it really just really all depends on your pH balance. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you're not balanced right, without a proper balance, you're going to be all out of whack. You know, and then you'll have basically you'll have a mess on your hands, and you don't want a mess on your hands. You want your mess elsewhere. You want someone else to deal with your mess. So that's that's all. Um, not really a question, just really a statement um, or an well, observation. I, well, I will say it was, an it was an optimal statement because uh, you're 100 percent right, uh, Jay. And thank you very much for being a professional about this. And like like you said, you know, uh, once you start getting th this mess on your hands, once you try and to like get your own chat score up using own, you know, fists and wrists uh it's gonna just it's too much for you so really worry about it yourself uh crispy bacon do you have another question no i'm just i'm shocked and appalled by your unprofessionalism well that's uh, fair and uh i was just i was i was i was shocked into a, a form that made me look like I had a question, but I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Well, I'm very sorry for shocking you. I really felt like once again, we were professionals. <laughs> now, listen, we have some ados and we're going to go on without them. Up next, we have our very special presentation of the week. We have Mr. Jay Hunter. Jay Hunter, if we can get uh, producers to please bring up his. There we go. Thank you. We're like taking our time today. All right, Jay. Okay. Are we ready to go? Oh boy! Yes. Okay, I was just putting in the chat. We're we're going to be sending all our Yelp reviews. Um, <laughs> <sighs> hope everyone's strapped in. 
Um, I know we're all professionals, but we may we may get into a territory that's a little bit edgy. And when I start thinking of the edge, um, I don't just mean like the edge of your seats. I'm talking about like the cliff, you know, so I just want people to strap in, enjoy the ride and try not to look at this this picture and see two eyes that are just like kind of blankly staring at you. See it for what it's see. It's it's more than that. There's a man standing here. That man has a life. You know, what is he looking at? I don't know. I didn't ask him. But tips to help spot sus architecture. First tip. Don't have your eyes glazed almost like this roof. This roof is a person almost. But don't have your eyes like that. Keep your eyes open so you could see. The dysfunction so you could see into the future so you could see the lines the skyline the architecture the angles anyway sus <sighs> actually it, it, it kind of took me a little bit uh i may need to change my pants but let's continue please what exactly does sus mean it's a good question once again don't get confused by the imagery. The imagery, I don't know why I keep looking at the mic like the mic is a person, but the imagery is almost a personification of what's us. You know, you go outside, you start seeing uh, seeing houses in a beautiful neighborhood, you hear birds chirping. Don't be confused. Still, look at that with these eyes. Keep them open. Sus is short for sus, suspicious. Suspicious. And suspicious is short for Al Franklin. Online slang from the hit video game Among Us. Now, I'm a little bit older than uh, a toddler, but not quite young as God. So I have no idea what Among Us is. Still funny and relevant in 2022, according to this slide. Also means sustainable sometimes. It all depends on how you use sus. All depends on the enunciation that you put on sus. If you want to feel rambunctious, if you want to go further, if you want to look at this architecture with a keen eye, sus could mean suspect. Look at that photo. That person is a suspect. If you saw that in the lineup, regular person, regular person, this photo, regular person, you'd go, that's him right there. He's sus. Please, next slide. Now, we right here, we have just a plain and simple graph for those people that are just confused. Those window lickers out there. This graph is for you. How sustainability and suspicious intersect. See, it's very simple. You take two circles. You take those two circles. You bring them together. You hang those We'll call them spheres. Maybe we can even call them balls. If you bring those balls close enough, you'll see that there's an overlap. That is this prime meridian going straight down. I don't know why I'm pointing, but going straight down through there where they intersect. That area where yellow and blue should make green, it is your danger zone. And it's going to be hard to tell if something's going to be sustainable or suspect. You don't know if that house is going to last forever or two weeks. You don't know if you just bought a home in Detroit 
or somewhere off the coast of Spain. You have no idea. Oh, don't pull out Google. You'll never know. No one, Google doesn't. <clears throat> so sorry. I told myself not to cry. Anyway, this is everything you need to know. Everything else you're going to hear, it's going to be kind of a uh, kind of drab, black and white. But this is all you need to know. Everything right here. You have something suspicious. You have something that that is the paramount for sustainability. They're going to look alike, just like us on this panel. You think we know what we're talking about? We do. We also don't. Next slide, please. Right here. Why do sus buildings matter? Mainly because you need to be able to make gold from that piss. When life gives you lemonade or an unhealthy bladder, utilize that liquid. That crab right there was like, hey, man, I can't even find a good enough shell. Oh, what do we have here? Uh, someone trying to perform Hamlet. I'm going to eat this person. Utilize the skull. Because that crab cares about sustainability. Like, what the fuck? I just ate a person. Pardon my French. Um, I don't like saying person in front of other people. But I, that's the second time I've used the P word. <sighs> person. Anyway, this ate a person and now has a skull. Now this crab knows where to be or not to be. Next slide, please. <laughs> right here. How to spot a sus building? Well, first of all, we're just going to give you a rainbow. And luckily, we have three more days of this being relevant. So. <clears throat> I just want to make sure my name is spelled correctly. Uh, that's. 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 Uh, I mean, as you see it right there, that's Kevin Hart, J-A-Y-H-U-N-T-E-R, Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Radio waves, microwaves, infrared, visible light, ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays. Here's the key to it all, people. You can't see any of these mothers until you start seeing, I said the P word again, God bless America. Visible light is the only thing that you could see. That means you could see the spectrum right outside your door. You just walk out. You're like, there they are right there. See that rainbow? Ah, cause they matter one month out of the year. So this is how you are going to spot these sus buildings. You're going to open your eyes. Remember that graph that we saw in the other presentation where it looked like a, uh, uh, lopsided man boobies. Mm. I just have a small correction. That was the personification of Forrest Whitaker eye. You need to look at life without Forrest Whitaker eyes. You need to take that other eye. I don't care if you need to use your fingers. I don't care if you need to use those little tongs that they had in uh, Clockwork Orange. Keep that eye open. Stay woke. Taste the rainbow. Next slide, please. The effects of sus homes. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else needs to be explained here. It's as clear as a frowny face and a happy face mm. or depending on how you look at it. Cause if you look at those upside down, now you just got someone that has a mouth on the top of their head. That's not real mm. organ function. Not okay. Organ function. Okay. You need to be organic 
with your sustainability. Hmm. It needs to come with inside your body. You know how people talk about selling you crystals and such like that, where where they go, hey, it's nice to meet you. I know your first name now, so I have to ask you a very important question. When were you born? Now, a lot of people would say that's suspect. A lot of people would say that's a female asking you that question. That's not true. I've had one guy ask me when I was born, and he was very curious about it. Um, maybe he was bi-curious. Um, I don't know if it was cell curious or bi-curious. It, it, <laughs> April 14th. Anyway, that's just for everyone out there. Right. Okay. Not okay. I, it, red means stop. Green means go. Who is that peeking in the top corner? Is that a spaceman? Is that is that Shrek's toenail? Oh. He may need some fungicide or whatever they call it. All I'm trying to tell you is it's an organic feeling. You're going to mm. know if something's sus or not by looking at it with those eyes as you visually taste the rainbow. And you're going to feel it on your insides. You know those times where you were invincible and you could just eat Taco Bell and there was mm. no problem whatsoever? You know what I mean? Those are in the past. We are not 15 anymore. That's how it's going to feel. You're going to walk up to one of these homes. You're like, oh, my God, uh, the middle of downtown Detroit. Oh, this is sus. This ain't going to last. This looks like the set of Walking Dead. Who's doing this over here? It's, it's unacceptable. Go on to greener pastures, you know, sustainable homes. You know, solar, please. Next slide before I lose my mind. Oh, this this is it right here. They made T-shirts with this little print on there. And I'm just so surprised that if you're not familiar with the this design and this graph that's utilized, I think it's on cups um, and a bunch like it's very recognizable to white people. So like I just it's just it's brand recognition. So we had to put it out there because black people can't even understand sustainability. So it's like you just look at this and you go, oh, my God, Reagan was elected. How politics, this produced sus home. Listen, politics influence sus homes. It goes back even further. Luckily, this graph only goes back to, let's see, 1964. There may have been some type of rights movement back then. That's back when black people used to be uh, uh, chew toys for police dogs. So, like, if we go back even further, even further, back in the 1500s, oh, my God. They were building sus huts like that pizza sus huts like it's i'm just i'm getting caught up in the moment like like it, i didn't know it was going to get historical but then i also knew it was going to be historical because you can't get anywhere unless you go from your past to your future you know <laughs> the only way you could be present is if you wrap yourself up and put yourself under a tree but how else are you going to be present without the past right Man, I'm just trying to get the Holy Ghost from out of me because I could feel it in my gut. It might have been the Taco Bell, but I just want to let you know, President Reagan could have made a difference, but he was too busy forgetting. all. We thought we thought Joe Biden was the, was the sleepy president. 
President Reagan was in a million movies. That motherfucker was a movie star. So what I mean is he had no idea who he was when he was being president. He was out there just letting these sus homes just come on out there. Just these paper mache homes coming out here ain't going to last anything. What happens when it rains, president? He's like this. Well, I don't know. Don't ask me questions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was our first shaky bacon. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he invented the Harlem Shake. That's what I'm trying to tell everyone here. He was our first just... I don't know. No new taxes. You know, I just heard someone say it before uh, on a time machine. Just anyway, I, <clears throat> it's not a solo cup, but I just know I've seen some T-shirts with it on there. Maybe even there are some exotic women that have like bikinis with it, maybe even some lingerie. But when when Reagan was elected, that was the end. That was the end of us ever going to have. We're going to have homes that were going to last forever. Just. Reagan got elected and it just ruined all of that inside a cup, all in one cup. And that's why they use that in the background. God damn. I told myself I wasn't going to cry. Uh, next slide, please. In conclusion, whenever you're trying to solve the, uh, the I was going to say the equation, the question of who came first, the crab in the rumbus or the rumbus in the crab, you just got to bend over backwards grab your ankles and pray that it's going to be over quickly because you can't tense up. If you tense up, you may tear something right here. That's you're just seeing what the radius is. So you got a radius of a half circle, but then you look at the length of it with that radius and that length. Will it do damage? If you're an ass man, no, it won't. That's all Hell I yeah. have. God bless America. God bless the Queen. Oh, Jay Hunter, thank you very much. Uh, we haven't had a Reagan impression on this show yet, so um, everybody knocks off the show's bucket list. Uh, do we have any questions for Mr. Jay Hunter? <laughs> Crispy Bacon, look, go ahead. Look at those eyes. Um, yeah, I had a question. You said that uh, in 1964 that black people were chew toys for police dogs. Um, I was just wondering um, when that ended exactly. Oh, if you could. Let that's me know. very simple. It's right in our textbooks that ended directly on January 13th, 2064. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. That, Thank you. Thank metric you. time. I remember that day. Oh, yeah, uh, that is definitely metric. Um, okay. If we were using like standard time in the United States, um, it's uh, it's not really a number. It's just represented by the infinity. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We we will always double as, you know, just. Uh... My dad's bed. <laughs> Uh, Jay, I had a quick question. Uh, if we can bring up that one slide with the crab that uh, stole a Hamlet routine. Now, yes. is this in any way a metaphor for the mobile housing, uh, specifically the rednecks that are just living in some collapsed uh, calcium right there? No, that, I mean, it's 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 a portion of 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 that and also uh, foreshadowing because this is what the future is going to look like. Um, we are all going to be controlled by crabs. So like that crab just 
outlived the human that the crab was inside of. So it's 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 for this is the future. But then also we are also going to be strong enough. Well, I wouldn't say strong enough. The houses are going to be flimsy enough to where you'll just be able to take it on the road. Like when when the homeless people started with those cardboard boxes mm-hmm. and, you know, because that's barely sustainable because what, what happens if someone pisses on it or whether it's a person or mother nature like cardboard just gets flimsy the homeless people had a great idea how about i just carve out the skull of a giant and live inside of that you know it was it was almost like their own type of castle you know but they're like oh where are we gonna find these giants i don't know uh i know it's not where we stay right now so let's gather, pool our resources, gather as much change as we can, get a ticket to where the wild things are, and then capture a giant. <sighs> then you're going to have to bring the fucking giant back. But that's why they have this image. So they know how to bring that giant skull back to San Francisco or uh, Cleveland or Detroit or wherever else um, uh, are prime locations for homeless people to um, you know, peacefully gather. Thank you very much. Dylan? Um, yes, it is. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I was wondering, actually, I, I think Bozak kind of prefaced this. I was wondering if this slide was actually a commentary on the hashtag van life movement. Oh, uh, it's it's brilliant. It, it is all hashtags in one. So van life, uh, me too, because you could clearly see that this skull is getting me too. Uh, all lives matter, you know, eh uh black lives matter mm. like if you just if you cover up the skull part and just look at the shadow that looks that's 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 black enough um but the van life movement like so many people have had success stories from it i already know two comedians and they're out there doing their thing and they used to live in a van and that's just it's just an interesting fuck three comedians man there was this one big one and this big comedian he'd like he lived in this van um, down by a body of water that runs. And you're talking about Chris Harvey. Chris no. Harvey. Big, com- big comedian. No. Big comedian. No. Big comedian. Big, big guy. Big comedian. Big, big. Uh, like, how do you? Yeah, B-I-G. Yeah, he, I, not, yeah not, he's talking about like a, a popular, famous yeah. comedian, oh. not just a, not just yeah. a fat guy. Yeah, so I, yeah, B I G big. I'm sorry. Like B, um, do you capitalize the B so they people know that it's not fame that we're talking about? Yeah, or lowercase big, lowercase B. Like if yeah. if you carry the two, um, because that's <laughs> I just wouldn't want people to get it confused, you know? Because yeah. when you live down by a, a running stream of water, uh, people tend to collect there, and they they. They, they seek you out because of the wisdom. It's almost like uh, a, a river runs through it. You know, like they made a, a book or a movie about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's 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 all about location, geographically and spiritually. Mm. Yeah, nice. You sold a lot of crystals, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm actually sitting on one right now. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Mr. J Hunter, thank you very much for illuminating our brains with uh, the idea of how to look out for a sus house. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Up next, we have the uh, the amazing crispy bacon. 
uh, Crispy Bacon, who was talking a bunch of trash earlier. Let's mm. see what he brought to the party. Here we go. Now, thank you for letting me have a presentation here. Um, our first two presentations, while they were very entertaining, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they really let you know about sustainable architecture, uh, bio building, uh, the circle of life and shitty shade, um, which is really what the core of sustainable architecture is. Um, not everybody here uh, watching and listening to us uh, is an expert. Uh, and I did not build this presentation for other experts. I wanted you know, regular people, your everyday Jane and Joe, uh, to know what sustainable architecture is. So, um, let's, uh, simplify it for the stupids and we'll get, uh, to our next slide, please. Now, the idea, the origin of the idea of sustainable, uh, architecture, it's just a quick story about a boy and his feces. Um, one day a boy was out in the woods um, and he didn't know how to get out of the woods. Uh, it was getting dark and he said, I'm going to need to find some place to spend the night. Um, I have to protect myself from the weather. I have to protect myself from bears. Um, he tried putting sticks together, but they didn't hold. Um, there was nothing to hold the sticks together. So um, he pooped on them and then he was able to stick the sticks together. Once they dried, it became uh, a very, it became a very um, sturdy and nice place. The boy decided that he wasn't going to try to find his way back home. And he lived in that poop house for the rest of his life. Um that man's name was Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, they wrote a, a whole bunch of books about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the originator of the sustainable house is uh, is is the Bible. Um, so if we're, you know. It just I'm sure everybody, all the stupids out there uh, know what the Bible is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can go on from there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do this step by step. So if we can get to the next slide, please. Now my first shit house, um, lack of diet, you know, your, your diet is going to change and depending on what you need to do to your house, um, should depend on what you're eating. Um, to get the your poop the consistency that needs to be to do what you need to do with your house. Um, now, I read the Bible uh, when I was a small boy, and uh, I also ran into the woods and decided that I was going to make my own shit house. Now, since Jesus' times, uh, many people have written many books on the subject of building their woods houses out of their own poop um so people have done the research you know when you want to do when you want to do the the spackle to keep the sticks together you want to eat a lot of dirt 
and leaves. Um, when you're ready to make your shingles for your roof, uh, you want to eat a lot of bugs. Um, and then when you're ready to make those windows, um, it, it takes a little bit to get all of the color out of your system, but you do want to drink just pond water for a while. Um, and then that will give your poop the color and consistency it needs to uh, make windows with. So, so yeah, the, the diet, again, this is, this is built off of Jesus's poop house. Um, and people have since, you know, discovered their own poop house, the, you know, construction materials. And, you know, sometimes when you make those, those bug shingles, uh, they have nice little chunks of exoskeleton in them. Uh, you can use those for a nice bathroom flooring. There's a lot of stuff you can do and it's all trial and error, but most of the people who have done this, um, do write down their findings so that people can use what they've discovered. Uh, next slide, please. Mm. Things I learned um, from living in my own poop house. Um, we're going to go. We're going to go step by step here. Uh, the smell, you never get used to it. Um, once it gets hard uh, to the touch, it, because it does get hard eventually, um, the smell sort of dissipates. Uh, unfortunately, when you really get into the poop house community, uh, you do want to keep expanding your house. So it never gets to the point where you are completely free from the smell. Because once you poop your walls just the way you want them, and they dry and they no longer smell, um, you're going to want to add windows. And let me tell you, the clear poop smell is something like you have never experienced before. Um, so the smell actually for some people is too much to get over. Um, some people can't, live out their lives in their backwoods uh, poop houses. But for the people who are able to, um, the houses are sustainable. They're easy to build after a while. They're easy to maintain. You can, you know, if, if a bear does come to your house trying to get your uh, store of, of leaves and berries and bugs, uh, it's pretty easy to just fix the hole in the wall that that the bear leaves when they're when they get in um so that's what i call sustainable house something a sustainable house is something that you can just keep fixing and you can live in forever uh it's not taking any it's not taking any materials from the outside world it's only taking materials from the inside world uh, <laughs> next slide please now about the project, I learned a lot about myself, my gods, and my tolerance for public humiliation. Now, some people might think it's humiliating to live in a poop house, and at first, so did I. Um, I thought, I thought, man, this is embarrassing. When I do go into town, I do smell like the house. 
Um, it's something that I've gotten used to, but it's something that a lot of people can't get used to. So when I do go into town, when I do need to, uh, what, because when you're doing floors, sometimes you do need things that are not growing in your part of the world. Uh, for example, if you want carpet, you'd be surprised if you eat a lot of bananas. That texture is is a lot like carpet. Um, so <laughs> in my part of the country, there are no bananas growing. So I do need to go into town and people look at you funny and they're like, oh, Oh, great. Here comes that guy who always smells like poop. He lives in that poop house in the woods. What a weirdo. Um, he's always outside of our house watching us have sex. Uh, and, you know, it was embarrassing for a while, but now I'm used to it. People can laugh at me all all they want, and I am completely unaffected by it. Um, so next slide, please. Everybody looks at their own poop. Some people look at their own poop and then flush it down the toilet. Some people look at their own poop and then they build their house out of it. Um, and those people I would say are the real heroes. Uh, next slide, please. Now the cause of change in the U S debt position, uh, 20, uh, 2001, projected versus 2011 actual um, has absolutely no bearing on my life because I don't use money. Um, I make my house out of my own poop and things I find in the woods. I eat things I find in the woods. I drink things that I find in the woods. I use electronics that are left behind by campers that get eaten by bears near my house. Um, I have, I have a, I have a, uh, what do you call those things? You know, uh, where the, I do have a bunk bed, but, uh, there's a place near my house that I can go. Uh, it's, it's just a, what do you call that? When, when people make houses out of things that aren't poop, uh, oh. A regular house. Um, there's a regular house near me that has an outside <laughs> wall outlet. And I sometimes sneak up to their house late at night. I plug in my electronics and I charge them. Um, so I do. I have all of the amenities of of modern life. Um, just, you know, my house smells like poop, but it's my own. So I'm fine with it. Uh, and. All that was just to tell you that uh, I don't care what happens with any sort of money stuff. It, it, it has no bearing on my life and it should have no bearing on your life because you should be living in the woods, uh, making your house out of your own poop and uh, living like a, a, a sustainable human. Uh, stop taking away from this planet and start giving back. Uh, next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, this is one of my turds. Um, <laughs> after a while, um, you can make your poop be anything that you need it to be. Um, I can control the muscles throughout my digestive system. And if I need, if I need a jeweler's loop, 
uh, if I need a microchip, um, I can squeeze the the bugs and the water and the dirt and the leaves in just the right way to produce exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and again, if you would stop, stop taking part in capitalism and just be one with yourself and be one with the planet and make your house out of poop, you could do the same thing. Um, and that's my entire presentation. I hope you learned something unlike, uh, unlike our other things who weren't treating you like the stupids that you are. Hmm. Thank nice. you. Oh. All right. Does anyone have any questions? I, yes, I saw Bo Jack <laughs> Persimmon. Uh, thank you very much for calling us stupid and making sure that we understood. No, 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 no. Much... You weren't, you aren't stupid. You guys are the experts. You guys know what you're talking about. I'm talking oh. to the stupids okay. who are listening, who aren't already experts. Uh, would you mind walking us through the process of how after drinking pond water, mm -hmm. your clear poop turns into a window? Well, what you have to do is you have to you take the bark of trees and you weave it uh, into a into a, a liquid proof uh, flat surface. Mm -hmm. And then I have no other way to describe it, but you blow the poop across that um, you let it sit for a couple days. And it turns into a fairly hard uh fairly clear um window like substance it's fairly easy to cut um you can use one of those leatherman knives that you find in the backpack of a hiker who was eaten by a bear and you can cut it into whatever shape you need it to be and then you just put it up in the in the windowsill hmm. i'd love okay. to see that yeah uh, you can come to my house in the woods and uh, I will show you how that works. Just give me four days because I need four days to get my poop the consistency that it needs to be to, to be become blown. windows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I had a question. Yes. Um, when you, when and if, and this is kind of appropriate for um, the invite you just gave. Mm -hmm. uh, so if other friends uh you wanted to invite them over how do you prep them um <clears throat> like i i've witnessed your powerpoint and mm -hmm. i mean it's fantastic do you just send them a link to this or do you give them a couple of like teasers and tasters like you go to their place and you let a couple go just so they can be used to it well everyone i know knows that i live in a house in the woods mm -hmm. um they also know what i smell like all the time um, okay. the fact that the fact that my house just smells like me mm. so it's no surprise to anyone <clears throat> um, if you if I've been in your house your house smells like my house for yeah. three to six days um, so anyone who is friends with me already knows what it's going to be like when they come to my house but honestly my house is bigger and nicer than most of them uh, because I've had years of doing this. I've just been adding to this house. Um, I have I have a pool that I lined with my own poop bricks. Um, it's it's pretty nice. It has a filter on it. Um, 
and you can swim in it all day and i mean you're gonna smell like my poop after you're done but it's very refreshing and and i remember you mentioned and this isn't you know a question i just want to want to join you mm -hmm. uh there was a slide that said that you look at your poop and mm -hmm. there were there was moments like a brief time period in my life i would say like um like my early teens to my late 50s where i would take selfies with my poop mm -hmm. so okay. it's it's the angles get kind of <clears> tough <throat> you, know, mm -hmm. you got to get your face pretty close to the bowl um i can't wait till they come up with an invention to where i could just kind of poke my head through just so i could be more one with the photo i just don't like being cropped out well here's the thing about your poop house um if if you would join me not you don't necessarily need to join me uh i'm just saying join me in the movement of moving to the woods <laughs> and making your house out of poop um all of your selfies are right next to your poops all the time yeah uh, you can be laying on your poop carpet um, and you're right next to the poop. You can be laying on your poop bed and you're you're right there. So every poop selfie you take is it's as much you and as much your poop as much of your poop as you want it to be. I, I cannot wait for that movement. I would like that movement regularly. Uh, Dylan? Oh, uh, yes, it is. Thank you. Um, thank you for the presentation. Um, illuminating. Now, you spoke a lot on like biblical verses. You used a lot of the Old Testament books, Lashidicus, Numbers 2, and Puteronomy. Um, I was wondering if you could comment on your specific choice of those three books for the sources of your presentation. Well, I, I'm a big fan of, of Latrinicus uh, myself. Um, that is one that's actually the one that taught me how to dig the hole um, mm -hmm. and that I was able to collect enough poop to put my original uh, three walled and a roof shack together. Um, it, it explains it in great detail. Um, like I said, the Bible is just a starting off point. Um, so many people mm -hmm. have written books afterwards, um, expanding on the poop house movement. Um, mm -hmm. I'm working on mine right now. Um, it is written on sheets of poop paper mm -hmm. using a poop pencil. Um, so it might be a little bit hard. Uh, maybe I'll just put it in audiobook form. Um, I'll have, uh, I don't know. I'll have like James Earl Jones or something. Uh, do the voiceover for it so that more people because people mm -hmm. are going to want to listen to him no matter what he's talking about and you know even if we can get a couple extra people mm. um, to get to get that to get that poop house going I just a quick follow up I was mm -hmm. wondering your opinion on the theory that Jesus was in fact crucified instead of crucified mm. uh, Bozak Persimmon I think I saw your hand up as well <laughs> So if I could get to well, ironically, uh, at that right before that stupid question from from Dylan, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you actually had answered my last question, which was like, do you do you go in a toilet and and get your poo out, or do you just like um, start pooing in the room that you're trying to build? 
yes, no, there's there's no long there is no longer any sort of toilet. Mm. Um, I've I've grown past my need for uh, collecting the poop. I know exactly where it's going to. I, I, I know exactly where I'm going to need it exactly how i have to again no other word for it but i know where to blow it um and it, that's where uh that's where that's just where it goes so if you do if you are one of those toilet users um you are going to need to bring either a shovel or some sort of bucket um because otherwise i, I and i don't want my house smelling like your poop so I don't want you pooping mm-hmm. in my house either. Yeah, that's oh. fair. Um, and please say hello to past and future guest, Jesus Christ of no religion, which I think that's who you're talking about, right? Or the actual... Uh, yeah, yes, no, yeah, Jesus Christ, no relation. Yeah, um, past, past and future he is, guest. He yeah. is the one who I, I, did, I did learn that from, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Crispy Bacon. Uh, powerful movement. Powerful movement he's talking about. And let's see, up last, uh, we have, uh, is it Dylan? Uh, yes. Oh, okay, perfect. All right, let's uh, go ahead. Uh, hello, everybody. I know we're running a little short on time, but uh, I think we have approval to go a little late. So we're going to take this through. We're going to talk today, right now, about sustainable architecture. It's not about reducing waste. It's about embracing it. Uh, sustainability is not throwing stuff away. Sustainability is not necessarily recycling it, though you should recycle what you can recycle. Instead, you reuse what you can. You embrace what you need to reuse. uh, And that is the heart of sustainability. And similar to what Chris P. Bacon spoke about, uh, you need to use whatever is available to you, embrace it. And then once you have fully embraced it, you are able to move past it and utilize it properly. Let's go to the next slide, please. The reason I chose dumpster diving, you might not believe it, but it came to me in a dream. Uh, not my dream. Uh, it was the dream of my ex-shaman, or uh, he was a trash aficionado as well. His name was Brian. Um, not Brian. He corrected me several times while I refused to get that correct. His name is Brian. Um, now, he's an ex-shaman, which is a really interesting story, which I'll have to say for a different time. We are running a little uh, low. But I had a dream where the two of us were red humanoids. I, I had an artistic render done here on Fiverr. Uh, you can see that I should have paid them more because uh, it looks like they just used their Gumby toys. But we were two cube-headed folks, figures, uh, genderless, amorphous, humanoid, but not human. Uh, arms and legs and faces, emotions. But the question was, are these the same emotions that humans feel? These cube-headed red clay-like creatures, do they display happiness with a smile? Do they display upsetness with a frown? That's a good question. But, uh, of course... The only option we had was to reuse our previous experiences and we had to embrace those. And so just like we embraced these reused expressions and emotions, we had to reuse what we found in the dumpster outside, which is eventually, of course, where we woke up uh, after the trip. Uh, Now, I don't remember exactly what we took, but I don't remember quite a bit of that. But I only remember that I woke up with an insatiable urge to dive in the dumpster and pull out whatever trash I could so it could be reused properly. And embrace it as one embraces a brother. Let's go to the next slide. Now, this slide is about the downsides of upcycling your trash environment. Um, Crispy Bacon spoke somewhat on the upsides, almost exclusively on the upsides. There were very little negatives to the idea of living in a house built out of human feces. 
Um, but the downsides of upcycling your trash environment is that occasionally you find things which may not be suitable for construction material. Uh, now, human feces is, of course, elastic. It's adhesive. It's moldable. So, <coughs> you know, there are a lot of upsides to using that. Now, the downsides to using that is that it stinks and there's only a limited amount of it. You have to fuel the human body in order to produce enough, which is why sometimes you have to supplement your shit house with trash. Uh, and I know some folks might differentiate between trash, garbage, and junk. Trash goes on a burn pile. Garbage gets thrown away. Junk has a potential reuse option. Um, but really, the only time I've ever found that relevant is when you're living in Kansas with a relative over a very long Christmas break, and they correct you every time you say it incorrectly, according to them. Uh, now, when we were on our trip, Brian and I, we decided these three much like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, are a triangle of upcycling your trash environment. Uh, of course, that triangle has, depending on how you rotate it, either one downside or two downsides, or like one side if you tilt it off a bit. It's a little bit much, but uh, again, we're short on time, so let's just get to the next slide, please. Um, I've been I've been dumpster diving for a little bit now. Uh, Brian and I had our our initial trip about six years ago, and we renew that cycle probably every like thirty six hours. So I have grown pretty experienced in, you know, you take the little piece of it and you put it on your tongue, and then you wait forty five minutes, and then you swallow it, and then when it comes back out, you got to reuse it. It's part of the upcycling. Um, but <laughs> there are several different spots you can find a dumpster and each one has certain benefits and certain downsides. I'm going to look at four of them right now. One, the grocery store, uh, your best option for food. The food is good. There's a lot of foot traffic. So you're going to see a lot of stuff thrown away as Americans. And I primarily dumpster dive in America. The food waste here is absurd. We throw away a lot of perfectly edible food. And if you go after the stores close at like nine o'clock, depending on the store, if it's a place with a deli, you might be able to intercept someone carrying a bag of donuts and you can <laughs> ask that person, Hey man, give you like five bucks for that bag of donuts. They don't care. They're high. Probably. They're probably not <laughs> tripping, but they're probably high because they work in a deli at a grocery store. I, you know, we all know, uh, and they'll probably trade you a bag of donuts for a $5 bill, whatever. It's fine. <clears throat> Next step, you got your residential uh, dumpsters. They're going to be smaller. They might be secured. Um, but you're going to get a lot of furniture. You're going to get a lot of stuff. That's not made out of shit. It may be shit material or shit quality but it's not going to be literally built out of human feces. Now, the uh, downside to this is that there is a subtle creep factor to the idea that someone might be digging through your dumpster. But if you go again in the middle of the night, they might just think you're like a possum or a skunk or something, especially if you live in a house made out of shit in which you'll smell the part. Uh, next up, we have a hospital. This is fancy. You're going to get some fancy stuff. You're going to get some drugs. Um, not necessarily like the fun kind, but the stuff that's like, if you know someone who needs like insulin, they might be throwing away their insulin. They might be throwing away their painkillers. Uh, you're better off drinking like the water drainage because that's where they dump all their pills. But that's, we're not talking about drainage diving. We're talking about dumpster diving. Um, downside of this, there's a lot of syringes in there. Most of them are used. And it's really hard to differentiate between the used and the unused. So take your own. That's a warning. Uh, and then of course, campsites, a very little creep factor. Um, especially if you go in the off season, like in November or December, when everybody's busy with holidays, nobody's going to be really around. Uh, you are going to run into some animals depending on where you are in the country. It might be little, little guys like coyotes. You can probably take one or two coyotes at the same time, come out rough on the other end. 
you start to get to like five or six, you're going to have a lot of trouble unless you get like a stick or something. Uh, if you go in the West, you're going to run into bears and mountain lions. And um, there is some danger involved in that, of course. Um, now, if I had more time, I would click the link at the bottom of the slide. There's more info available there, but I'm just going to have that available to everybody in the audience. You can check that out after the show. Uh, let's go to the next slide, please. So we're looking at some awesome friends, um, not here, of course, there aren't any right here, but I have some awesome <coughs> friends. Um, Brian is one. Um, he gets me high every 36 hours. Uh, I'm coming down off our last one. So uh, in about four hours time, I'll be, we'll be starting up our next cycle and we will be dumpster diving outside the Marriott on uh, Washington Street. So if you want to come and see a firsthand exp uh, like demonstration, we will be running those. We do require that you take a dose, though, just so everybody's on the same astral plane. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next slide, please. Cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about problem. We're going to find a solution for that. Now, the problem here, let's see. I guess we're talking about houses now. I hadn't intended to get into this, but because it kind of rhymes with crispy bacon stuff, we're going to talk a little bit about it. Now, the problem is that the raccoons are funny. They give you funny looks while you're trying to install the shower. Now, you're trying to install a shower in your like alleyway house. I know Brian and I live in like a trash can out back behind the Marriott on Washington Street. Um, and we tried to install a shower and we did that by drilling a hole in the wall of the, uh, not the hospital. It's not a hospital. It's a hotel. We drilled a hole in the wall of the hot hospital. I keep wanting to say hospital hotel alleyway, man. I'm sorry. Um, we drilled a hole in the wall of the hotel alleyway and ran a rubber hose through it. And then we would kink the hose whenever we wanted to stop the water. And it worked out pretty well. Now, the problem was we did had to do this at night because, of course, city life. But, of course, the nightlife in a city brings out all the urban pests. And that includes raccoons. I got the little masks. I got the little grabby hands. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, they were giving us funny looks. And we're like, you're animals. You don't speak English. We can't explain ourselves. So the solution we had was just install the shower. It got compliments from people. The other homeless people loved it. And it scared the raccoons when they came by it. So ultimately, just like talked about awesome friends on the last slide. Get some awesome friends around. You'll scare off those little like vermin while you're installing your alley shower. Let's go to the next slide, please. We talked a lot about where to dumpster dive, best time to dumpster dive, uh, and who to dumpster dive with. I'm going to narrow that down a little bit. We're going to look at competition analysis. Uh, We're going to look at finding food from nature in a shopping cart and planting your own. And then we're going to look at locations, Costco, Sonic, 7-Eleven, and Wawa. Now, of course, I don't live in the uh, East Coast, so Wawa's, I'm not going to really talk about that. Um, but so Costco, you can buy a bag of mulch or dirt. I think they sell dirt, probably by the dumpster full at Costco. I don't know. I don't have a membership. But you can plant your seeds in there. It's great. Put your garden wherever you want. They don't come find you. Put it in an alleyway. I don't know. Put it under your alley shower. Uh, you can buy food at Costco, obviously. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. I got these mixed up. You can't plant food at Costco. You can harvest the food off of the bushes in the parking lot. My mistake. Sorry. Um, now go to Sonic. Now, I don't really, I don't go to Sonic very often because I don't have a car and they only serve you if you drive up. So I can't buy food there. They don't have any natural fruit bearing trees in the parking lot like Costco does. So it's just a matter of planting seeds where you can and just trying to cultivate your own stuff when nobody's looking in the median of the highway near the sonic uh 7-eleven of course um no harvestable food they do have the roller dogs and the uh the slushies i think is the official term for 
the the frozen mush that they pump the artificial syrup into and then it rots your teeth from the inside out but you can buy food there um the bathrooms are generally dirty enough that there's a thick enough layer of grime you can plant whatever you want there so so long as nobody uses the bathroom at 7-eleven and let's be real they're all busy pissing in the alley behind it because it's nicer nobody's going to find your bathroom garden Wawa is it's a convenience store and a restaurant and they do chicken nugget sandwiches or something. I don't know. Wawa it, or it's the sound that a trumpet makes when you try to be sad like wah, wah. my dad's bed. Yeah. Uh Zach's dad's bed made that noise a lot apparently. Um There's food available, you can plant food. I don't know. I've never been to a Wawa, so I don't know why it's on this slide. I just needed a fourth thing so that it looked long. Let's go to the next slide, please. In conclusion, you can find a lot of stuff in dumpsters. This is an example of what you can find in dumpsters. I found a SpongeBob and Darth Vader minifigure, and then a Roomba Lego with like flashing lights on it. Yeah. Um, so, in conclusion, uh, find a buddy. If they're a shaman, all the better because they already have mushrooms. <laughs> Take those, build a shower in an alleyway. Uh, sustainable architecture. You're making use of what's already there, you're not adding on to anything. Uh, you're fighting the man. Uh, go to Costco and buy a bag of dirt. It's liberating. Put your feet in the dirt. Do it. Plant yourself like a tree in the bathroom of a 7-Eleven. Have a roller dog. I don't know what Wawa's is. I think that's the end of my presentation right there. Let's wrap this up. I will accept any any questions anybody wants to give me. <laughs> uh, let's hear from Bozak Person Man. Well, thank you very much. Dylan? Uh, thank you very much for Good this. work. Yeah, you got it. It's, it's been enlightening. Uh, I did have a question. It was. It seemed like if we can bring up that one slide. Mm -hmm. uh, nope, not this one. Uh, it seemed like you were doing more than just dumpster diving. Were you also living in dumpsters? Is that what's happening here? Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, dumpster diving is similar to what a, a dumpster dive which is what you call a really shitty dumpster oh. that someone lives in. Um, mm. Usually you can find them for rent in large cities like Boulder or New York City for $1,100 a month or something along those lines for like a six by four. That's a steal. Yeah, yeah it's good. not bad. It's a pretty good dumpster. Yeah. yeah. All right. well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Any further questions? Uh, this is a mm -hmm. kind of an adjacent question. Um, it, it's going to kind of start at, 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 at Bozak and then kind of linger its way to you uh i've, I've noticed uh, you've said that these these powerpoints have been enlightening and i just wanted to know are you saying enlightening or in lightning like are you asking me or zach you know what? I just got that. Yeah. I was hearing that the wrong way. I, yeah. Every time I heard him say enlightening, I was thinking like, can you live in lightning? Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it threw me off. It, it kind of just struck me now. Who yeah. are you asking this question to? Uh, I was, I was hoping I can get a hold of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, the reason I was saying that was because I was living in, you actually misunderstood me both times. Uh, I said I was living in lighting. Um, I just live in sunlight. Uh, so hearing, um, you know, crispy bacon living in his own feces, uh, mm -hmm. Dylan, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, living in dumpsters. And uh, Jay, I uh, completely forgot your presentation already, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was uh, in light in lighting. Um, yeah. So yeah, my mom did too. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? Um, Dylan. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. No, that was that was my question. <laughs> yes. Then the answer is yes, most of the time. Yeah. Unless I'm on stage. Uh crispy bacon. I think I see your hand. Uh yes. Uh thank you for your presentation. Um I was just wondering, is it worth um having I- I'm assuming that you have to uh move around these dumpsters. Places are not gonna let you stay in their uh, in their dumpsters. Um, is it worth it to have to move around and get kicked out of all these dumpsters uh, to live in the city instead of just um, moving into the woods and uh, building your house out of uh, your own poop? Um, I don't eat enough to generate that much feces that could build a livable residence. That's- you don't have to do it all at once. No, I I understand. I'm saying I don't eat enough to poop that much. Well, you could if you lived in the woods. There's unlimited food there. I... Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Okay, Fair enough. More for me. More bugs and leaves for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can find bugs and leaves in the city. That's fine. There's a lot of culture here. (laughs) <laughs> that's, a back, that's a bacteria joke yeah i was about to say yeah that's, that's a little uh, there, there, uh, there is some culture in the woods um yeah most of it's uh fungal yeah and weird white people listen that has been the end of our presentations today and that's it we did it and now with all those presentations given each member of the panel is going to indicate uh, which speaker they believe deserves to win the $50,000 grant from some nobody's university and the collector's nostalgia prize, which is an oversized hand painting of Pee Wee Herman. Uh, now, if you think that it was me, put up a number one. If you think it was Mr. Hunter, number two. Crispy Bacon is number three. And Dylan? Yeah. Number four. Okay. okay. Uh, on the count of three, please show me the finger of who you think won tonight's presentation showdown. In three... Two, one. Oh, Ooh, yes. It looks like I it was guess. Mr. Crispy Bacon. Well, that yes. is exciting. Finally, well, I, I, I really want that that painting of Pee Wee Herman, and I can't wait for that to show up at my house. Yep, I'm going to send it right to the closest pile of shit that I can find. Uh, now, listen. <laughs> It started off as a pile, but it's no longer a pile. Now it's just a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big piece. All right, let's, now that's going to conclude our conference of the week. Now, please, uh, Crispy Bacon, tell us what the next topic of next week's conference is going to be. The, the topic of the next conference is how many of Chris Harvey's friends can come on to this show and be funnier than he is. <laughs> So far, it is uh, two out of two. two but yes, two. Uh, if you want, if you want to know how many of Chris Harvey's friends are going to come on this show and be more funny than he is, tune in next week. Uh, listen, I've been your host, Zach Wiseman, and my payment for doing this is to make someone give us a new outgoing slogan. So please, Jay Hunter, give us a new outgoing slogan. Oh, uh, you can use this for till infinity. Uh, 
it's going to be a prediction, and it is 100% of Chris Harvey's friends are going to be funnier than Chris Harvey. (laughs) 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 Or or if uh, if you need a little PowerPoint, get your pointer, PowerPoint, pointer, point it good. I love that, but I think yeah, I like all right. First. I'll say uh, I will, all right. I will Chris, never remember that whole thing. Chris, you Bacon. want a PowerPoint? Get your pointer <laughs> pointed good as you should. Live in woods. Jay Jay Hunter can't remember his uh, his slogan either. I love it. Uh, Crispy Bacon, where can people hear your beautiful voice or see your skull? <sighs> they can. In they that can last see PowerPoint my, slide. Okay. They can see my skull uh, here. <laughs> Uh, or on award-winning podcast, uh, No Time to Binge, mm-hmm. uh, best television, uh, best pop culture, and podcast of the year on the Scene Snobs Awards, oh, yeah. uh, No Time to Binge. Um, you can also hear me on Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex on the Podmoth Network um, this week. Uh, if you're watching this today, it will come out tomorrow morning. Um, is the first episode after I got killed and am spoilers. Uh, well, I got killed two weeks ago, so everybody oh. should be caught up on that. And then uh, you'll find out what happens after I am dead. Uh, so check that out. Nice, Dylan. Oh uh, yeah, that's me. Okay. Okay. Um, people hear you, sir. Yeah, all the some nobody stuff. Go look up. No time to binge. And talking upstream and twitching upstream, which you do on Sundays and Tuesdays mostly. Yeah. Uh, also, listen to Silicon Angels and podcast, podcast, a podcast show. Uh, we did create your own pod adventure appeal, and we've got a second season of that coming out at some point this year. It, it's exceeded all of my predictions uh, yeah. as far as length goes. No, wait a second. It is long. There's a Dylan on some nobody's art. Is that, are you the same person? On occasion, yes. Mm. Depending on how I feel when I wake up. Uh, And then, uh, am I forgetting anything? Nah. No. No. Mr. J Hunter, where can people see your beautiful face, hear your lovely words, or knowledge on housing? Uh, Oh, shit. Um, uh, Basically, in any movie that in the credits has Kevin Hart, uh, because... I'm actually his stunt double. Mm. Um, not really for like the stunts of action, but like when he's stunting. Oh, uh, but on uh, J Hunter comedy, all one word. That's my Instagram and like the Facebook and I'm traveling. Yo, it's kind of nuts. Uh, last week i was just in colorado like i was in colorado springs Uh i went uh it was the funnest show i've ever fucking done and it was called uh you look like uh at 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 looney's boy colorado is a dope place to be i hear not to not the best in the you know winter time frame but you know what i don't hold that against uh but damn yeah, that's all where you're going to see me. I wish I had a podcast that was worth something. No, that's fun. Well, you can definitely see Jay Hunter on this episode you just watched or listened to. But go check that out. I'll put uh, a link to his Instagram in the show notes. Uh, Dylan, what was that? Uh, what was the the, the the outgoing message that, <laughs> that Jay Hunter said? 
uh, quick cut me off. Uh, you can't change the way that a hard-boiled egg... If you boil an egg hard enough, it is too solid for you to change the way that it is. Just like the earth is flat with a little bit of... Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of Some Nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win! Join us next week for another showdown! Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.